Dave, is that you? Dave, is that is that you? Yes, that's me. Can't you see? I'm having a hard time seeing you. Is your microphone on? Hello, testing, testing. Seems to be on. Here, let me see if your camera's on. Oh yeah, your yeah. camera's on. Okay. So it's the glasses. It's the glasses. It's the glass. These are special glasses. They show me how I look. Oh, I I see myself. You only see yourself. I only see myself. They're fit. It's fantastic. I love it. It's my favorite show. The Jeff Show. It's everyone's favorite show. Yeah. So how are you? Oh, by the way. Good. This is the Two Half Squads. The one and only podcast on the net dedicated 100-ish percent to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. And I am Dave. And I'm Jeff. And we are your hosts once again. This is episode 317, probably. I think so. Yep. So good to see you. Where have you been? To Florida. Oh. Flew out Monday. Midway. Have you flown Midway? Out of Midway Airport? Instead of O'Hare? Not for a very long time. Easy cheesy. Yeah. Oh, is it? Security was a, a breeze. Yeah. They don't have security, do they? <laughs> they do. Oh, they do. Yes. But there's no lines. And the pickup, Laura left something in there. She had to go back in the airport. And we, when we arrived back in... Illinois, we drove back around again. She jumped out, and it's the departure yeah. zone. In, oh, here it's two cars deep. Yeah, sometimes three to pick someone up. Right, and sometimes departures. But oh, this was the pickup zone at Midway. Yeah, <clears throat> that's where we walked out, got on the tram, went to our car. Yeah, and boom, just pulled right up to the curb. She ran in the building, went and. Uh, found the item she lost and got back in the car. Oh, oh great. Her well, diamond uh, brooch. Um, I'm not at liberty to say. Her phone, we'll say. We'll just say it was her phone. Okay, we'll say it was her phone. Which is not a phone anymore. You know, I'm I'm filing a lawsuit against the phone company. Um, because it's not a phone. It's a multifunction device. I refuse to call it a phone. I'm not going to use that term anymore. It's a multifunction device. I rarely use it as a phone, and I will not stand for this anymore. I want to be represented properly. It's a multifunction device. My apologies for calling it a phone. I'm offended. No, it is. It's like I've said before at school that when the computer took over all the functions of my CD player, slide projector. Yeah. Everything. Storage, yeah, your slide storage projector. unit. That's a sad. It's a sad thing to see that slide projector go. Well, remember, when well, I don't want strips. Repeat the same stories, but when I would break out that slide projector for my art, yeah, demonstration that one day a year, yeah, they loved it because it was mechanical. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like it's moving, and it's showing pictures. Yeah. How does it do that? It's amazing, which which makes me think of, I mentioned this to you at breakfast not too long ago. There's, um, if you go on YouTube and look up Periscope Films, there's a company that has a channel. And yeah. they're, they're based in California. And what they do is they go around to all of the film warehouses of all different kinds, not just Hollywood, but B, B movies, B lot stuff, stuff that Hollywood made for the War Department during World War II and during the Korean War and everything. And uh, all kinds of training films and company films from Ford and GM and electric companies and 
just all this kind oh, of stuff. I used to love the Electric Company. And then, that on Channel Eleven. I know. I I knew I, I shouldn't have said company. that. Well, and they're sort of transferring all this stuff to digital and making it available. So if you go on YouTube and look up Periscope Films, you'll see lots of World War II stuff. And I told you, and I sent you a link for how to crack a tank. A tank yeah, which was which was really good. It mm -hmm. made blowing up a tank really look easy and like fun and nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> Like I saw the Bangalore torpedo. Yeah, I, the Bangalore torpedo. I saw that one the other day. Look how easy it is to put together. And the guys, they're all clean, you know. They will run up to the pillbox. Yeah, run, put it, put it in there. Poke that thing. Yeah, in. yeah. So uh, Periscope Films. I'm not getting anything for that. You for mean that as huge, a as a brought to you by? Yeah. Ding ding. Periscope films. Now okay. they owe us. Love you owe us stuff. Periscope films. Yeah. Yeah. And we're never going to forget it. Never. So what were you doing at the airport? You're going to Florida. Florida. I went oh, okay. to see Laura's brother and family and uh, great house, lizards, fun. The weather was fine. Wonderful beaches. I'm not a beach guy. So half day at the beach. You can see I'm a little rudy. Little got a little bit of sun. Oh, and Dave is showing some, those of you uh, who are watching. It's worth tuning into YouTube to see <laughs> Dave's chest. Um, and we had our thirtieth wedding anniversary dinner at El Camino. Really, not, not the movie from the Breaking Bad series okay. finale, but the restaurant in West Palm Beach because they live in Stewart. And then we dropped them off to see. Oh, shoot. The Wizard of Oz new movie about the bad witch from her perspective called Wicked. Thank you. Um, And Megan and the two of them parents saw that. And then Laura and I went to our 30th anniversary dinner. How about that? In, in Palm Beach. Yeah. And there's a very cool like outdoor shopping centery thing yeah. with all the cool restaurants and designed. So we're looking at like, is this designed for this kind of restaurant? No. It's outdoor. I mean, it's got lights. It's kind of Disney esque. Yeah, I would say it's a that's a very swanky area. With uh, were there any other celebrities besides you? Oh, lots and lots. Oh, there were. Yeah, but yeah. people kept going. I, is that is that um that guy from the Maverick movies or oh wait that's Dave from the Half Squad. Yeah, and they that's kept, right. So yeah, I was a distraction. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. You almost need to go incognito. Yeah, which usually disguise. You know, I've said before, if I just wear a hat, yeah, and pants, I, <laughs> you can't tell who I am. I think yeah. bald men, if they wear hats, suddenly yeah. no one knows us. I'll, I'll have to put on my baldy wig and go. Oh, I've see, got a friend in want... Palm Beach that gets me to wants me to come down and visit him, but I think I, I have the same issue. I don't want to go and be a distraction to all <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and all those other people that are dying for attention. I, I personally, I don't care. I eschew, I eschew the, uh, all the. You're, you're, Kazunheit. Pardon me? Kazunheit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I eschew and you, and you bless me. Hey, you know, how on the back of this shirt, the blue ones we got, it shows me falling down the steps. And yes. Are you electrocuting yourself? I just realized now that we're on YouTube, the viewers can see. The actual stairs I fell down. Yes, that's right. Look at that. Yeah. That's how far I fell. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, but Jeff at his house in Florida, he, he said when they had the big storm last time that came through, they yeah. evacuated. Yeah. The house was fine, but there was some flooding and stuff. And they got home. They said there was this, they heard this like, and they're like, what is that? And it's on the big glass sliding door. And they look out there, just this giant crab sitting there with this pincher. Like, let me in. Really? And he sat there, they said, for like 10 minutes. Tapping, on, Just the tapping on the window. Yeah. And then finally he scuttled off. Reminds me of uh, the uh, Edgar Allan Poe. With the raven? Or the... No, the crab. That famous, uh, the famous poem he wrote. The crab. Nevermore. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Tap to the crab. Nevermore. And that's, yes. Yeah, isn't that funny though? That is. I just sat there. Well, you can't tell what you never can tell about crabs. No, you didn't, they didn't know what he wanted. And they kept saying, like, what do you want? You can shout at them as much as you want. They will not tell you. No, you just crabs are just very tapping. They are very tight. And they even, they even looked up Morse code to see if that yeah. was, he was tapping a message. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. It's where, the, where Gilligan, it's probably he has the coordinates where Gilligan's Island is or something. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got back and uh, yep. glad to be here with you in the broadcast foxhole for another exciting episode. Certainly is. We are going to attempt to do some letters. Maybe half of the rules segment to get to the second half of our interview from last show. Yes. With, with the Denant dudes. The Denant dukes. The Dukes of Denants. Yeah. Brilliant title, by the way. Part two. Yeah. They're more than worthy. Yes. They are where they... So we'll go to letters. message should we do that first yes because that music of course means it is time for um, letters time for letters etc so we have a voice letter from carl noguera let's play that now let's do gentlemen carl noguera just uh letting you know that the website yankeeasl.com all lowercase is open in the best of the bunker pack featuring 20 scenarios from uh, items, scenarios, 57 to 158. The best 20 of those, in my and Tom Warren and Vic Provost's opinion, are uh, part of that pack. Uh, $40 PDF only on yankeeasl.com. Thank you, Carl. Sounds like a great pack of adventure, uh, yes. adventures. Yes. D&D &D talk scenarios. He's got that... Uh... He's got that way of making want everybody want to order it. Everybody order a set. And we'd like to thank our Patreons for supporting us tonight. That was Hayes, Wolford, Russ Ryder, Gordon Mullock, John Bullock, Christian Holmes, Daryl Anderson, Joe Buffett, Harry Lee, Mark Bergen, Rip Von Minden, Carl Herzog, Apollo, Preston Youngkins, for your continued support. 
and many more that we'll name on later shows. Yes, thank you very much, everybody. And Adam Mays, John Trainer, subscribed to us on YouTube. So thanks, guys. Oh, great. Love it. I've got a letter here. Let's jump in. I've got a letter here from Reuben James. Isn't that a song by Kenny Rogers? Reuben James, you can walk. For real? No, I think it's Ruby Jane. Oh, it's not. Ruby, don't, don't take, you take your love to town. town. No. That's such a sad song. Have it you is. actually listened yeah. to it? Yes. I don't usually listen to the to the lyrics. Yeah, but. you know how I like to listen to the lyrics and yeah. analyze them. Somehow I got to that song. Like, how did this come? You know, maybe a suggestion in my yeah. YouTube feed or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. Yeah. Just listen to the two half squads. You'll feel better. <laughs> so this is from Ruben James. Thank you for another stellar episode of ASL content. This what's in the box segment was great. Cows in ASL, awesome. I also endorse the idea of having Doug Rimmer on in future episodes for va for Vazel updates. If that works out, that would be a nice addition to this already fantastic show. Thank you, Ruben. That's a great idea. And um, we do intend to do that as, uh, whenever Doug is available. Yeah. And, and as things develop. Yeah. Because I guess they, they're not going to have weekly massive cool updates every week. Probably not. As much as we developers, <laughs> I include myself in that. As much as we try, we're still only human. This is um, a letter from Alan, but he's given us an update here on the um, tournament. So this should be interesting. He says, I got back from Heroes last night, quite an adventure. His car, My car broke down the day before. I was due to pick up Rod and head over to John's house on Brock's Broom, Burn, where we were all going to down in John's car. So I had to miss the trip down with the guys. But I caught the train and was in Blackpool, meeting Pete at the station around 2.30. Walked to the hotel where they had a kindly made me some lunch. So I got a cup of tea and a toasty before dropping off all my kit in the room I was sharing with John. I just have to read that because it's so Scottish yeah. and English. Now, we're going to get males com male complaining. that I don't know if toasty is... Scottish term or an English term or both. Yeah. Mark, are you even sure we can say toasty? On the I don't know. I don't even know what it means. Really. Yeah. <laughs> we could be in big trouble here from the FCC or the FTC. FCC. FCC. Martin Vicka had received his copy of Drop Zone already from Second Chance Games. Ding, 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 ding. Not a sponsor, though. So he very kindly brought it down from Aberdeen with him so everyone could see it. Second chance games were due to attend the tournament, but sadly they had to cancel at the last minute. John Tate was over from Germany. He was the only international visitor this year. I didn't play many games. In fact, I did win the, the game that I played against John Martin. And it was hotly contested. Went down to the last turn. Very stressful, to be honest. I was kind of glad when it was over. And very happy that I had won. Pete went out to the Tash Rock Club, and oh, you, Craig Benin, Ben, Craig Ben won the tournament for the fifth time in a hotly contested final with Mark Blackmore. Congratulations, Craig, on your victory. I'll probably be heading down to Blackpool and Headlands Hotel for the Bounding First Fire Tournament in November. I've never been before. It will mean missing out going to Germany for Grenadier, though. All the best, Alan Hume. Alan, thanks for the update on the 
part of the European tournament scene. Thank you very much, Alan. Got a letter here from Dennis Donovan. Now, he, uh, we're not on Facebook. We are not, but Dennis is. And so he's passed along the, the fact that uh, Mr. Mark Pitkavich posted on a, posted a picture of the cow rules example. And we had talked about cow rules recently in a previous episode. And so Dennis needed to post a response to Mark's cow rules example. And just so you don't know, Dennis is a punster. Dennis says, this is utterly fascinating. I'd heard of this before, but I thought it was a bunch of bull. I hope this module becomes the new cash cow for the vendor and they can milk it for everything it's worth. We're waiting, pausing for uh, laughter, the laughter to die down. I think it would behoove us to read the rules so we can steer clear of any misunderstandings while playing this scenario, especially at a tournament, as there would be a lot at stake. You don't want to beef with anyone. Heifery ASL are out there. You have to study the above example. Grab the bull by the horns, get off your derriere, and do it now. I'm sure you'll be giving it your stampede of approval. <laughs> Boy, Dennis, you, you creamed that one. I got to say, very moving. Nothing cheesy there. <laughs> you two guys, you know, Dennis visited us in person. Yes. And it was an extraordinarily wonderful yeah, time. Yeah, we had a great time. We got to do that again. And he sent a new song, so hopefully in the next couple of shows, we'll yes. get around to that. Too. Yes, hope so. Well, Preston says, so if Rommel gets killed at Dinant, does the history of the Africa Corps need to be rewritten? And the answer is, Preston, no, because ASL is, is only a game. It's a okay. game. <laughs> no, we appreciate your... Forgetting. We appreciate your humor also. Got one here from Steve Hall. Denant is my favorite ASL historical module campaign game. Thank you. Okay. So Steve is telling us to play the campaign yes. game. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. It comes because it's Denant. his favorite. I have a little letter from Mike Knightley. Gents, I just noticed I really forgot to thank you for sending me this link. I apologize. Thank you for taking the time to do so. I'm back in ASL after a time away working on building a players group here in Toledo, Ohio. And where's Laura's family from, everybody? Toledo, oh, Ohio. Ohio. And okay. I should have worn my Tony Paco's hat. Yes, you should have. My two half squads hat. Yeah. Um, so I guess when I'm visiting Laura, if Mike, if you get this up and running maybe i'll be able to drop in on a session you sometime. could yeah he says i have a couple so far to play looking for more i started listening to your podcast from the beginning about seven months ago and i'm up to episode 32 interview with john hill so i figure at this rate adding in you doing a variable number of new podcasts it should take me about five to seven years to catch up oh five to seven okay years i thought it said 57 years well if you're Gonna listen to two a year, yeah, three a year. It would take, yeah, that long. So, Mike, thanks for listening. And are you asking us for people to contact us if they're in Toledo, Ohio area, and willing to join your group? We assume you are. So, if you're out there, folks, 
text, send us a text and we can forward it. Text, send us a Gmail. We'll send us a it. Gmail. All Gmail. you Toledoians, Toledoians, Toledoans. Toledans. Toledinians. Yes. Yes. To leaders. Taters to leaders. Okay, I've got uh, I've got a a poem here. Tell me, tell me from Jackson Kwan. Oh, this is from Jackson Kwan. This Kwan. is your chat GPT request idea. Ah, okay. So Jackson asked Chat GPT to write a poem about class. And ASL. Okay. There we go. I mean, this is my first time reading it, so it might be a little rough. Rough. <clears throat> Klaus Mostrom, a hero of ASL, his contributions we cannot tell, innovations that forever will dwell, for his passion and dedication will swell. From the starter kits to countless scenarios, his talent and skills are never those, creating modules and expansions that flows, with love and care, the game only grows. His advocates and he advocates and spreads the ASL name through tournaments and events. He brings the game. Did I say that right? Uh huh. Okay. For, it's it's Chad GPT for players new and old. It's all the same. His legacy in ASL forever will remain. For all he's done, we thank you so. For love of ASL, you help us show your name in ASL will forever glow. Thos Malstrom, a legend, will forever know. That's it's touching. Yeah. It brings a tear to me, I it does. It's so wonderful. That's pretty amazing. Well, kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a start. It's what we asked for. That's right. Excellent. Thank you, Jackson, for uh, for sending that along. And it's it's so true though about class. So well, yes. We'll applaud him, yes. the subject of the poem. And that is letters, sir. Sweet. And Dave, I think we should take a moment of silence and thank our wonderful sponsor, Bounding Fire Productions, for all that they do. We should. They are they have been a very good sponsor of ours for years and years. And uh we just want to acknowledge them and we want to tell everybody. You can buy ASL products at a lot of different places, but we recommend Bounding Fire. If you want to go get some great stuff, go to boundingfire.com. And now you got to know, they don't have the rule book. You still have to buy the rule book, but they've got great modules. It's great product. They've got modules like Into the Rubble, tons of fun. Uh, Beyond the Beachhead, oodles of fun. Uh, high ground bundles of fun. Uh, Operation uh, Cobra, uh, tons of fun. Blood and Jungle, bales oh, of fun. Lots and lots of fun. Yeah. Crucible of Steel, intense fun. Very intense fun. Poland in Flames, very fun. Well, Hot fun. Except sad with the flames burning yes. the cities. Corregidor the Rock, a very solid fun. Oh. Objective Schmidt. I played all of them. So you can attest to the fundity. Mm -hmm. I call it the fundity. Absolutely. Some people call it the fun factor. Yep, I, Mike I, call it and I. 
Onslaught to Orsha, version true, two, two. and uh, most recently, Operation Neptune. Which Dave Timmon and I are starting tomorrow night. Very exciting. I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing so about that. We'll so be, We'll be tweeting out about those games. Go to BondingFire.com, buy some of that stuff. They also have products from LaFranc Terrier, and uh, tell them the two half squads sent you, and they will forever be kissing you in their thoughts. And we don't have a prize from them, but we have one I put on the YouTube video last time at the end of the credits, and no one caught it or no one wanted to bother to write it for it. So if you send us pack three into the subject line, a Gmail, we will send out Eastside Gamers Design Pack 3. This contains scenarios 23 to 31 from the very famous Eastside Gamers design series. So that's great. So we'll say by May 1st. Have your entry in by May 1st. Include in the subject line PAC3, P-A-K or P-A-C-K if you can't spell spell impact. Yeah. If it's not enough letters for you. (laughs) PAC3 or PAC3. And uh, we'll enter you into the drawing and you might win this. There you go. I'll ship it right out. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Eastside Gamers. Shall we go to part two of our interview? Let's do. So here we are going, picking up for the second half of our interview with the Dukes of Denant. Denant. Yeah, yeah. Go get to write some rules, man. I'll tell you. It's like I can... (laughs) We went, we went through some nights just talking about some weird situations. You know, we spent a night talking about a traffic jam because we had 700 trucks in the counter mix. <laughs> yeah, we had to work out a way where the guys just walked on, but the trucks could still get in there and transport them if needed. And it kind of comes in play at the last day of the, uh, and usually the last date or two of the uh, CG is that, okay, you might have your infantry in a pretty good spot, but you got to get them there faster. Well, now you got all these trucks sitting out back, but, you know, there's reinforcement groups that can come in, transportation groups. It's kind of a different type of reinforcement group. It's rare that you'll have a reinforcement group in the CG that's just transport, but that's exactly what's there for you. Grab this infantry, get them across, get them where they're going, because it's an exit victory condition. And it's an exit victory condition. And you have to have a funnel. You have to have 30 points of, uh, free of 30 points or more of French firepower, this road that you have going from uh, the beginning from the east to the west. And uh, that's actually been one of the fun things is getting the AARs back. Uh, so far, there's only been five that have been reported to Roar, unfortunately, but uh, one was a French blowout. One was uh, last date, the Germans gave up like three three uh, turns before the end of the game. Now, all the others have gone to the last date, to the last turn. And one of them was actually decided where in the French turn, the French had just gotten 30, uh, 30 firepower on the road to cut the road so the Germans couldn't get to v, uh, VC. And it was, does the CG end 50-50? And the Germans rolled it went one more turn. They were able to push just enough firepower get the win so you couldn't get closer than that it was, it was nice to see it that it was all coming down to the last date because that's kind of one of the knocks on cgs is i went through all this trouble and it was a massacre in three days you know so mm-hmm. fortunately that hasn't been happening it's been pretty much going 
and eighty percent of the recorded uh, results has gone to the last date, so that's good. Yeah, that's you get, fantastic. Do you guys have some overall, like, just strategic um, suggestions for players? Oh wow, there's a lot going on with that. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot well, of options. You got The first thing you got to do, you got to realize it's a big river. The German players got to realize: don't try to, you know, it, you can get into a mindset you just want to get across it in one place. And have like an egg that you, you feel safe with. Okay. And it's very easy to get into that, into that, because you get in the base of those cliffs and those stone houses feel good. You don't want to go out of them and figure out a way to get up those cliffs, but you have to. Yeah, in my mind, I was imagining, oh, am I going to try and do several of these pulley things across here? Or am I going to concentrate, you know, that kind of thought without even reading you know, any of the scenarios or, or more about the... Um, it's the big stages try. sort of thing. You know, I'm sorry, Dan, you cut you off. Yeah, there's different stages. The first stage is, yeah, first of all, I try to get some guys across in rafts, try to have enough covering fire to cover them. You got a little mist on the first three turns, so you try to take advantage of that. Where possible, you don't want your rafts beach. You actually want to be in the river and you have inherent crews in the rafts, much like the assault boats uh, of the standard rules, mm -hmm. because they actually had people who were designated to just keep rolling. And that was actually one of the early problems Dan and I ran into was, uh, yeah. you know, you had this half squad that would have to stay with the raft. So you take a squad and a half across and half, half, you know, one third of your passengers say, no, I'm not getting off. I'm going back now, grab another squad. And we looked at that and said, no, I can't be right. And I want to do a little more research. Oh, okay, I see how they were doing it. And so we decided to give them inherent crews. And if you leave them in the water, ironic as it sounds, they're less vulnerable. If something bad happens, they're dead meat. But if they're on the bank, they get hit with full firepower, infantry firepower. If you're in the water, it's half firepower. Yeah. Right. So it's, you're much more survivable in the water. The downside to that is now you've got a beach, which is a freebie. But then you got to load, and unlike uh, standard river assault rules, when you uh, push off into the river, you pay a movement point now. It's not a freebie. You know, when we first started, I used to call it electric glide in blue, because you just kind of like glide into the raft, glide into the river, oops, you're on the other side, and off you go. And it was like, wow, they're getting across in a turn. That's not the right feel. You should sweat it in the river for at least one turn worth of fire and then get to the other side. That, that's which, the actual feel these guys have. Which is real historical, too, because the maps, as that is picture showed us, show that to get into a boat anywhere on the shoreline at Denant, you have to jump down 10 feet to get to the water. Oh. They have these like nice little sloped brick things that are if you try to step off of them it's a curve it doesn't go straight down so you can't like climb you have to sort of step out and jump into the boat and it's like you're jumping 10 feet down into a flat bottom rowboat <laughs> it's like you know with eight other guys in it you're hoping you don't go through the bottom and you know these guys were 60 years old because they weren't going through the bottom you know <laughs> yeah I tried that. They just say, you know, those grass flocks and things there that could take a tank across. All right, that'll work. I got, but, I got uh, a picture of these guys in their underwear, standing there with all their gear on in their underwear. It's just like, you know, ready to cross into a boat, you know? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, two for one. You get a bath and you cross the river. 
Yeah. But um, no, so, you know, that went into it. Another part of it, too, is just when you're in a boat, if you've ever been in a boat, any type of boat, what's the slowest you're moving ever? when you first launch off is you gotta start getting that impetus you gotta start getting that momentum and in asl it was backwards it was the quickest you'd ever move was when you got a you shoved off you'd shove off for free you get halfway across the river for free spend a point on the other side and then just beach for free and it's like wow we just got across in one player chair. Mm, yeah not right because the river is two or three hexes wide and not and it you know it's you could you could do that. You could just skate across the river, and it just didn't work. And Paul came up with that. It was like, oh yeah, this will stop him. You know, we've had some people talk about that too. That's you know, you can pay one point to put some. You know, hey, that's the point you got to spend to get off. You know, yeah. Otherwise, you can jump in the raft and sit there for a turn. You know, while you wait, but that's not the real way you want to get into the play. Right, you don't you don't want to sit on the beach in the raft because yeah. you won't end up in the be on the beach in the raft. No. <laughs> You'll end up all over the beach, and who knows where the raft will end up. Yes, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there were a lot of challenges to it, but it was a lot of fun, guys. A lot of fun, it really was. And and that's I mean, why do it if it's not fun? You know? Yeah, it was, it was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's a it's a great great product. Um, great addition to the whole you know, game that they put it in there and um, what, what, anything coming up in the future we could talk about before we sign off today? Um, Unless it's top it. secret. Well, well we, we got one top secret. Oh, well, yeah, we got, uh, well, we got the Spanish Civil War, which was just handed off to MMP. That was uh, Vinnie Maresca, Eddie Van Houten, who I mentioned earlier. And uh, myself with a primary design team, but as always, we had a ton of play testers, a lot of very good input from a lot of people. Uh, Fernando Managua, I hope I got his name pronounced right there, was a Spanish uh, ASLer, had the original rule set. And um, he, you know, talked with me about it and then Vinny and uh, we discussed it and he said, look, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting out of the hobby, but I'd like to see this come to fruition someday. And, you know, you guys are working with MMP. That's why I want to have put it out. Here, take this, see what you can do with it. You know, and I look through the rules and they have a lot of interesting ideas, but they didn't always translate well into ASL as written. They're a little too wordy and a little too complex. They need to be trimmed, but the, the concept was great. So, um, that's basically what we did. Vinny and I got together and worked the rules. And then we needed authentication for Spanish things. We we talked to Eddie. And uh, my first conversation with Eddie was great because Perry just told me, well, this guy lives in Madrid and, you know, get in touch with him. And so I figured, oh, gee, if, if he only speaks Spanish and very broken English, it's going to be a very interesting Skype call, you know, because <laughs> I really only know a couple of words in Portuguese. And I don't want to call the guy up and swear at him. So that's not going to work. <laughs> Because <laughs> those are the only words I know in Portuguese. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got on the phone and, you know, oh, hi, mate. How are you? Like, huh? What? Well, it turns out Eddie was born in Denat, raised in Belgium, educated in England, moved to Spain, got married, had kids, joined the Spanish army, settled there. He's lived his life there now. So he's wow. completely bilingual. And because he served in the Spanish army, he has uh, access to their archives at Avias for all the military stuff. Wow. So when we, one of the problems with doing the Spanish Civil War was that 
everybody's got an ax to grind. So uh, when you get to the archives, you kind of dig in past that and you can have, it's much easier to interpret what was really going on. They still padded things a little bit, but not as bad um, as some of the histories you can find. So that's one thing that was handed off to MMP. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. We're hoping for 2020. Monday. <laughs> Monday. Yeah, always Monday. And uh just did best of the bunker through yankeeasl.com. That name again, yankeeasl.com, all lowercase. Uh, and um, it's basically 20 of uh, what we thought, we being Vic Provost, Tom Moran, and myself, were the best from the bunker uh, scenarios, dispatches from the bunker, from uh, scenarios 57 to uh, 158. So it kind of picks up where the MMP product out of the bunker left off and does all the more recent uh, scenarios and covers the better, uh, what well, we feel are the best 20 anyway. Um, and then there's, there's just a lot of other stuff going on. There's a top secret one from MP I can't discuss, unfortunately, but that's coming soon. So you guys will find out about it soon enough. Um, I got invited onto the design team for that, which is nice, great bunch of guys. Won't say who, won't say what, but I, I, it's been a good time. Um, and, uh, that's kind of how I got into Donata. Actually, Dan was just putting up a Facebook uh, thing. He's always teasing the map because the map was beautiful, you know. Yeah, the map sold people, man. Oh, yeah. And ASL was being the patient lot they are, of course. Everybody was saying, what's it coming out? What's it coming out? One, one, one. You know? And I just said one little sentence. Dan, put it out when it's ready. About an hour later, I get a beep. Oh, who's, oh Dan Dolan. What's going on? Hey, Carl. Ever think about maybe writing the CG rules for Donat? <laughs> Help me in my big mouth. So, um, you know, we uh, thought about it for all the 10 seconds. And, yeah, hell yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of research books later and a lot of time later, about six years later. I was, I was the junior partner. I got in long after the deer had the map up and uh, long, long after Dan had the original concept. And, uh, well, you know, it's. The ASL world is so lucky that you came walking along blindly through that alley. <laughs> you know, I have the scars. Me and Lance just picked him up and put him in the car, and it was, you know, it was, it was done. He, he had no place to go for his life. And uh, not the first so, time, you know. There, there's, <laughs> was, a, uh, there's a non-disclosure agreement that was signed. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, faces yeah. are all covered. <laughs> My idea of a campaign game was I had five scenarios, uh, ten scenarios. The side that won six won the campaign game. You played them in order, chronological order, to the way they happened, starting with Prelude and going to Finale and Anhe. And you just play them in chronological order. And the winner, of, you know, if you tied, you tied. If you tied, you had to play the 11th scenario, which is the Almost Boys. So you have that'd be the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> and Cole Cole refined that a bit. You know, he added he added a few things. <laughs> a, a tome or two. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was, it was good. It was it was interesting. I mean, you know, I learned a lot, you know, from Xavier's first uh big story yeah. of the French in it. You know, yep. 20 years of my life. Bring it all the way from that sketch, which you'll have to send us a picture of, and we'll yeah. hope, try and post it up on the thing, and all the way to this final product, and then a glimpse at the future. Before we go, um, Nander, are you working on anything you can just talk about, or uh, nothing that's um, 
imminent. I, I had several HASL projects, but they've all kind of taken a backseat to, to life in general. Okay. So they're, they're on my to-do list. Okay. Yep, for sure. Well, wrapping up then, should we... Um... We appreciate you guys joining us very, very Thank much. Thank you. Great, great yeah, Thanks for having us. We always get a lot of uh, good listenership to the uh, episodes where we don't talk much. So this is going to be a big one. Yeah. So thanks for it's like he's trying to say we wouldn't well. shut up, Dan. I don't know. No. <laughs> I, I talk all the time. My wife tells me to talk like a lunatic. You can check the comments section. There's like a show with Jeff and I just looking at something about ASL, and there's a couple. And then if you get on important people in the world like you guys, yeah, suddenly there's like six comments yeah. or more. So anyway, thanks for for joining us this evening. And um can't thank you enough. So yeah. Take it and easy. Jeff is the elk fest. What? Elk Fest. The little elk game that I sent you. Oh, yeah, we have not explored that yet. So we will have to do that too. Yes. Yeah, play that. That, that. That'll give you, you know, you gotta cross the river in that too. Yes, right, 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 right. Um, all right. Well, then bye everyone. And we normally sign off saying um roll low and rally well, but not, but not when, when you're, when you're playing playing us. So right on. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you very Good much. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there we go. That was part two of the Denant, of our Denant series. It's a series. <laughs> two parts. So, wonderful interview. Yes, great interview. Great, guys. We should have them on again. Or we could just listen again. Yeah. Listen that, was, again. that was fun. But until next time. Uh, it's this time. And I guess it's time to wrap up. It, it is. So remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not when you're not playing. Not when us. you're playing us. Bye bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. You know, I didn't. We never say clink and drink anymore. So I'm going to clink oh. and drink you. Do you have anything? <laughs> clink, clink and drink, everyone. Clink and drink, everybody. We tried. You drink filtered water at home? No. Just drink it out of a tap? Yeah. Should we go to filtered? No. We live we live in by Lake Michigan. We have Michigan water. You have Lake Michigan water, right? Yeah. yeah. Best water in the world. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because we have a filter that we've used for 20 years and we always use it, but I've started drinking. Straight up? Yes, because it's got more minerals in it. Oh, these reverse osmosis that. filters take out minerals, and that's why I'm shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>